0: Welcome to episode 261 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righty guys, welcome along to episode 261 of I Am Talk with Coach John Yersam and Bevan James Oz. How you go, mate? I'm good. You? What? <laughs> I'm
1: really good. Just sitting here
0: comfort- comfortably. Do we want to talk about now or do you want to talk no, about later? We'll save that. Got... Save that till later? Yeah. John and I are actually trying a different drink today. We're trying just juice with vegetables. Yes. We're but...
1: going to be... Metabolically efficient, are, we, are,
0: we are this week because uh, the water in Christchurch tastes a bit like Auckland water, it's too much chlorine, and isn't it? We're not liking it in Christchurch, we like good water, so we're trying some different drink today. Other than that, I'll tell you a funny story, but I'll leave it to the end of the show. Um, uh, our topic is proudly brought to you by coffees of Hawaii.com. Um, for you know, we probably should be drinking coffees of Hawaii right now, not should just be. juice. should yeah. be oh, well, next week, athlinks.com. Uh, did you see someone who was listening to the show last week? Actually, was, was winter. I was at um and to, um, uh, St George. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and extreme endurance, extreme ed- endurance, extreme endurance. I was doing your job for you, mate. Extreme Sorry. endurance, selected buffer for endurance athletes. Okay, and this week's show, we've got some news. We've got a website of the week, um, which is a kiwi. Yep, yeah, I like that one. Uh, oh high five surprise surprise oh, is that something to do with your sitting down yes <laughs> coaches corner and we've got a few questions and answers at the end our first news up we had two races on the weekend that we we're going to talk about the first one was
1: Ironman St. George tricky conditions by the sound of it apparently it was uh yeah, the course is, is difficult. Um, I think that's, I saw in one of the media releases saying that's the hardest Ironman on, on the circuit, which I you know, I think a lot of people who've done Lanzarote and stuff would probably debate. Uh, but it's certainly a very tough course. It's very scenic, but um, f- the swim sounds a little bit fresh and it was very, very hot this year. Whereas last year it was pretty cool. Uh, apparently it was like about 93 degrees Fahrenheit on the run. So getting pretty, pretty hot. Um, so what's that in... in um Well, 100 100 is usually... Sort of mid thirties, I think, in okay. memory. So, it's, um, so cool. it's it's pretty toasty. But when you see the pictures of this race, it looks awesome. It's all out in the desert, and it's some really great vistas and stuff. So I think you know you just got to go into it knowing that it's going to be a tough race, and it's going to be uh, well. Healthy. I think
0: from here forward, because last year was the first year, mm. you know. So I think you know races gain reputation the longer they go on. So, but this is obviously becoming one of the you know yeah. the challenging races, and I mean, although the times
1: aren't poor, no, the, the times aren't, aren't poor. The run run times are a bit slow um, because there is a lot of climbing on the on the race, um, good old Brett Whiteley sent me through an email saying there was was a huge amount of climbing on the on the run and on the bike uh, and he also said that the, apparently the finish rate was only about 83% which, wow. is, which is pretty low for an mean, you, you usually see them well into the, the 90s except for some of the really, if there's a really challenging Dan Kona you know sometimes you have a quite a high dropout rate but at most races when the conditions are not particularly extreme they're usually well into the 90s so a lot of DNFs because of such a tough day. But Team Co- Co- uh, Commerce Bank dominated yeah, the race. So they obviously went there as a team. Well, I don't know, two two guys racing and they just, they they killed it. So Matthias Hecht, um, one of the really popular guys, he's, you know a lot of people when you talk about him say he's a really, really nice guy, um, took the race out, good swim, 49 minutes, 16, biked 4.42 and ran 2.56 for an 8.32, which was a course record, only second year, but a course hey, record. Still got the record. Exactly, and... Uh, yeah, I think when we, we talk about that run, two fifty six doesn't sound very impressive, but only it looks like he only maybe three guys went under three hours. And I remember looking at the results last week from last year; only one guy went under three hours. So, this is a tough run. Debut win for him. Had several podiums before, but uh, that's been nice think, when you've been a pro who's been around for a while,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and you've kind of chased that win, you know, and to finally get you know knock that off your belt must yeah. be pretty rewarding.
1: it's so the second one for the year because he was uh, third at was it third? yeah third at Ironman New Zealand and I'm pretty sure he's had top 10 in Kona, Uh, so good solid athletes, good to see him getting a win, Uh, Mike Twelcik was in second, he was leading off the bike, Um, but Matt got passed at mile 16 on the run, but it was only a minute 40 behind at the end, so close racing, and TJ Tolkinson was in third place, uh, ran up a couple of places with a 258 on the run, so he's another guy that's... Well those guys sometimes uh you see him coming through on the bike pretty strongly but sometimes sort of explodes on the run, so good to see him having good results. Was this paying down to ten? Do you know? It was not a high scoring, high point that's high prize money race. So I think it probably would have paid about six or seven. Okay. Um but I think a lot. it seems like a lot of guys are going to be doing Ironman Texas in a few weeks because that is one of the, the big bigger, bigger paying races. Yeah, a good set
0: of field there. Well, on the girl side of things, good old Heather Wirtle is undefeated there. Because mm. she won last year. We had her on a show, after, actually, not long afterwards. So yep, last year. Didn't we. Right. And she dominated the Dojo
1: John 36 minutes for the win. Big time. But she was in second place coming off the bike. Jody Swallow yep. was uh, leading off the bike the World I don't know if she's current world 70.3 champion or if she's current ITU world champion. One or the other. She's had both titles. Uh, So she was leading off the bike, but she had a heel problem. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit in my rant of the week later on. We're doing rant of the week this week. Oh, John. Uh, I thought it might be about me. No, no. Oh, yes, it could be be a double rant of the week this week. Uh, But she had a heel problem. She pulled out of Singapore 70.3 because I saw that on TV at the weekend with the same problem. That was back in... March, so she's obviously still got that issue. Um, it to be really interesting to see what she does because she's doing now. She's doing Iron Man. She's doing does a lot of halves, and then there's talk about her, you know, um, trying to make the Olympics as well. Don't think he can do all three. Um, well, what's happening with Macron in the Olympics? I was out riding yesterday. I was thinking, He's got no chance, to be honest. Because, really? Well, it's just too can, late. Yeah, he, I'm not saying he's not good enough, but he's not accruing any points anywhere, and yeah, uh, all the other guys are all around chasing points. So I really think unless he just just drops everything. Has he done a race yet points. to get no, points? No. Oh. So I just can't see it happening. Well I suppose for him the thing is on the
0: one side of things you know like he does know in the back of his mind you know what if I don't get there I can still just turn up to Kona and you know try to be
1: competitive there so yeah, but, but then he's got to do an Ironman somewhere. Yeah but that's easy enough to do. That's true. Yeah <laughs> he gets a knock out one. So good racing there and oh, so second place was uh, Jackie Arendt third was early Broom as Bevan said they were a long way back. Now it's no they are racing pro, so they potentially could could be a bit quicker, but. Just, Heather Wirtle's time 9.30 versus the men's winning time was 8.30 so yep. that's about right I think it's just an indication that these girls might have had great races but they're just not in the same league and if people don't rock up and you finish second or third doing a 10.06 then well on that list oh, I saw
0: 7 girls so it's probably 8 girl pros again again this you know I'm getting angry with the pro fields um, okay we also had what else did we have we had bustled, in 70.3. bustled
1: in 70.3 we don't often talk about the 70.3s in detail but we we're a bit short on news this week but I think we'll talk about the woman first. Okay, because let's talk about the girls first. Jo very, Lawn. Very impressive. See, Joe Lawn uh, firstly having a great race and beating Rebecca Keat and Belinda Granger. Yeah, that's a great race. Um, Good run she, too. But she's backed that up uh, a week after winning 70.3 Australia. So six days after winning 70.3 Australia, the one which was held on the same day as Man Australia. So pretty impressive. Also to Ironman New Zealand. I think she did Abu Dhabi as well. Um, yeah, but she didn't, oh, did she, did she? Or it just wasn't? Her name was on the, was was down, on the star yeah. list I can't remember if she. I don't think she did up. actually. Just from vague memory, I seem to record that she. What, what so there? she's uh, she's on fire, and I assume what she's trying to do is just accrue all these points, nice and early in the season, to make sure she's assured of a slot um, for Kona because I don't think she had a good race at Kona. Well, she's maybe she was in the top ten last year at Kona. I can't no, quite I remember. I so, but she's she's accruing points, and uh, so how far? Gone? You know what?
0: You've had two seventy point three wins. You've had an Ironman win. Do you think that's enough?
1: Probably not. No, I think she might be doing Ironman Germany as well because you know when we looked at Sam Warren, she had uh, she won Ironman New Zealand and she's had several. Oh, she didn't even win Ironman. Sorry. Yeah, she's had se- Joe, Joe, Sam Warren had several good placings on 70.3s, and she was only ranked like 26 or something, which is outside the first 25. So Joe Lorne, I think will need to keep racing and uh, but she's 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 on the right path. If she does Ironman Germany, has an okay result there, I'm sure that would be enough.
0: Rick came in second, Belinda Grange in third, and just quickly on the boy side of things, we normally say on the girl side of things, but on the boy side of things, we had Tim Burkle taking it out, uh, Maddie White, and Tim Reed, and just good old guy for Corford was off the bike in first. Oh, nice. Yeah, so didn't run a little bit, but came in sixth place, so nice work, guy. There we go. Yeah, good times. Um,
1: what else have we got happening here in the news? John, we've got uh, Iron, Iron Cat. Cat. It's coming up, and we are starting sort of the non. WTC season now in Europe, so first sort of race over there. It's the eighth year they've been holding it. Looks like a nice little race in Spain. I had a quick look at the YouTube clip and um, pretty, pretty low key but if you want to go somewhere and do a nice low key race, something a little bit different, not all the necessarily all the razzmatazz um, and even if you're maybe you know looking for an early season race just to try a few things out, maybe yes. check it out. Uh,
0: the Ironman lottery slots for Kona are, uh, are going for around 50k and that's US
1: isn't it? Yeah I saw that uh, so we, we had one that closed last week I can't remember how much it was but I was checking one a couple of days ago when I was doing the notes and yeah 50 grand so if they, I think they sell off about 4 so a couple of hundred grand. Yeah awesome, mate. Good it's stuff, really... WTC. What's the organisation it goes to? It uh, just goes to their,
0: their, their... Do they have their own fund fun now? Yeah, because remember they used to, they dropped... who they used to be with? Janice. Yeah, they dropped Janice, didn't mm-hmm. they? So, But that's awesome. That's wicked stuff, getting the money out into the community, doing their bit to help communities. Great, good work, WTC. John's ITU update. Yeah, we're straight into the ITU update. <laughs> I know what's happening here,
1: John. So, so this, this race happened last weekend. Last weekend. So we, the, the World Championship Series race in Japan that was supposed to be held... Think maybe this weekend coming, or is either this weekend coming or last weekend got cancelled? So if you guys are scrambling a bit to to, to find a race to do because they, they, they need some points. So last weekend they had ITU World Cup in Mexico, which is the, the level below the World Championship Series. This weekend coming, there's a race in Seoul. Um, and so Macca when he talked about qualifying, you know, you've got two top Australian guys. You've got um, Courtney Atkinson and Brad Carterfelt, who are both you know regular podium getters yep. on the on the World so gone. Series. So they're Pretty much a show-in, and, um, and, but Brendan Sexton was kind of the third-ranked Australia, and he, has, he is, he's, he's a good... Top tener, Top tener sort of, okay. High athlete. end of the top ten. But then this year, boom cha. Really stepped up. He has stepped up. So when I was in Australia for Malulabar, he was just missed out on winning that because he got a penalty on the, the bike. Um, he had a really good race in the World Championship Series in Sydney, and now he's gone off and won the latest race in So is, is, when does he become a shoe in well, Australians is all selection, so nobody is. Oh, really? One hundred percent selection. So you'll need to be ranked in a certain position to get starts and races. Yep. They do have an automatic qualifying. I think if you win the round in London, or maybe if you get on the podium in London um, yep. for the, the the trial event. Um, but other than that, it's basically one hundred percent selection. So, Brendan Sexton, do you like that system? Uh, I don't know. I kind I kind of like. I, I really like the New Zealand system where you got to have a. You've got one selection race. You get guaranteed in, yep. if you're first Kiwi on there, on the, 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 the course. And we've heard that? Yep, that's worked well in the past. Like our la- last... No, but um, we've heard that race for no, the No, 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 the, so the trial race, and most countries are doing this, is London World Championship Series, a year out from the race, trial event, that usually most countries, first person finishing that race, providing you're in, the, say, the top ten or something like yep. that, will be guaranteed. Going to, to the, Olympics. the Olympics, okay. So Brendan Sexton took that. Have we got that link open anywhere or not? Yeah, I think I have. Um... No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> a better, of give, better give the girls a bit of love. So, really strong run. Beat Frederick Bleuber, Um Did you watch it? I didn't know. Didn't have it live coverage. Frederick who got oh, maybe about fourth at the last Olympics or something. Fourth, or fifth. Okay. Good to see Hunter Kemper. Mate. He he, only, he's doing well, isn't he? He's only 15 seconds off the win. Um, and, and Brendan Sexton is... Now one of the the top top runners, uh, so he's had a real resurgence this season, and great to see Tony Dodds, from New Zealand. Because
0: Harold's um,
1: Hunter Kemper, I don't know, he'd be late, he'd be mid to late, th- mid to late thirties, because he's been to all the Olympics.
0: Yeah, so that's the thing. Like mm. for, at his age oh. to be keeping up the speed, mm. you know. Like sure, if you're not Ironman, you can kind of you know keep it up, but no, he's doing very very well. Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: Um, and Tony Dodds, good carry boy. Yep. Nice. Winner of the House Travel Triathlon Festival. There you
0: go. So it must be good. That's what it set him on his path. John, yeah. okay, on the girls' side of things, what's yeah, happening? Just again? click the guys again. Got guys again. No, you did. You, you, you just did click the guys oh. again. There we go. Oh, okay, girls'
1: yeah. side things. I can't remember. Sarah Haskins, good American girl, very strong swimmer. Close took race. Took it out.
0: I suppose it's all close racing night the you, isn't it? Yes.
1: Okay, now uh, this John's IUT update. No, not quite. Oh, back uh, it, it up! Celebrating, we are celebrating this week, Bevan. Oh, you know what? I've actually brought out the, the yeah, balloons, the, the balloons, studios, all done the, up. the studios are looking great. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> twenty years celebrating World Cups. So, tell I us thought, about it, John. Well, I think so. so we'll, we'll, let me do some questions around it. So, ITU. I like that page, so I've got lots of, there's lots of
0: facts it. Yeah, on that actually, page. I read it, but this why I'm doing questions, so I thought I can make it work. So, ITU came around, was, was there an organisation before they actually. There must have been a triathlon organisation. No, uh, no, no.
1: Before this came around? Oh, yes, but only for a couple of years. So ITU, I think, was formed in eighty eight, I think. Okay. And, and it was a governing body based who like how do you do who, who determined I think you just you just set it up. You just kind of said, Oh, I'm the governing body. You, you pretty much do, I think. Yeah. I don't really know. And then you basically try to get everybody aligned with you. And So then you and when you say aligned you're
0: talking about now this, country I've, I've organizations. I'm gonna have a little
1: rant here. Go John. Because there's a rant week I think this this is sort of what's happening with pole dancing. If pole <laughs> dancing goes to the Olympics, <laughs> I am gonna lose the plot. Why? It's not a sport. Why not? Don't be just, don't try to wind me
0: up. No, I'm not trying to wind you up. But, like, if you think about it, it's a physical activity that you can get judged on based on the movements that you can do. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming pretty popular in the fitness industry. Like, you go to the fitness conferences, there's always a pole dancing section now. I don't I hate but, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not right. Anyway. Who, who's the judge of what
1: a sport is, John? Me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. judge the jury. Olympic Committee Same needs with to go to bloody John. golf. That shouldn't be in the Olympics. But why not? Oh, it just shouldn't. I should just have 10 triathlon events, some athletics. Okay. Get rid of the team sports. <laughs> it's in the team sports. No team sports. Anyway, it all started in 1991. But I thought this is kind of relevant because I think WTC is sort of going through, you know, they're a long way behind where, where ITU is. And Which is interesting when
0: you think about it because they had the head start, didn't they? Like, mm. if we go back to 1991... WTC was a real strong business. Mm. They had a brand that was getting pretty internationally recognised at that stage. You know, really starting to take that transition to the next step. It probably didn't happen for WTC till the late 90s before it became really huge. But, you know, they had a head start on ITU and then ITU has really, well, oh, not, no. not, not, not taken over. I don't think it's fair to say that ITU are dominating. No, but there's certainly a lot more money in, in Olympic distance, but that's purely because of the Olympics. So. But is there? Like maybe there's a lot of money in D- WTC but we just don't get to see it for the athletes
1: you get a lot more, yeah but the thing is you get a lot more from television rights because that's what happens with WTC, you, you wrap it up in a series, you've got, you got consistency, you got one sponsor sponsoring the whole series, um, yep. and then you sell the TV package worldwide, you're getting this awesome worldwide package and it, it, yeah, it's just, it's a lot easier because they've gone down the franchise model with WTC, if they'd owned all the races and said right Ford is the worldwide sponsor of every single Ironman that's on they can probably leverage a lot more off Ford um, and just get a bit more consistency as well Mm. okay so
0: 1991 someone obviously thought we need a world champs
1: they had a world champs prior to that, but 1991 was when they started the World Cup. So the World Cup Series became, okay. became a number of races around the world. And it was good prize money to start with. You know, they got some sponsors, good sponsors on board. They have sponsors changed a bit sort of through the 90s. They muddled their way through the 90s a bit. They had Reebok and Coca-Cola to start with. And then I remember they had, uh, I remember in Auckland, they had Qantas one year. And then they had BG for a number of years in the, in the early 2000s. And now they've got Dextro Energy. Um But it was good money, all started in St Croix, which is now a 70.3, very tough course. And the original distance was 2k swim, 50k bike, and 12k run. So, what did they change that? Don't know. But I'd imagine that's just because it fitted at the (laughs) race they had.
0: Yeah. Well, so and so the main reason that they really went for the World Cup series was to get into the Olympics. That was the motivation behind it, wasn't it? They needed to prove that they had a a viable
1: event that was truly international. Kind of what pole dancing's doing right now, exactly. (laughs) What pole dancing's doing, (laughs) and it worked well, you know. But in those early years, you did really get the domination of a few guys you know Brad Bevan I think we it was pretty much always Brad Bevan winning or Hamish Carter or Simon Lessing there was a f- small group of guys drafting came in uh, in 1995 so prior to that it was non-drafting and that was very controversial at the time wasn't oh, it oh yeah, yeah. Well, it would be the same as if you said drafting an Ironman yeah. imagine the hoopla about that, that and a similar thing happened but <clears throat> it needed to happen it was the only thing that could happen but back then the swim was not so important it, it was important but you got a lot of splits you know there's quite a few bunches um out there the aussies were extremely dominant because they were good swimmers and so often got a bunch of aussies away at the start but it was good stuff and uh it's just developed and developed and now it's uh i think it's a it's a a good tv package now 20 years 20 years good times how old are you in 91 91 I remember in '91 because I raced worlds in '94, '96. Yeah, oh, so you're, you're already into Triton in '91? I, I basically started in '91. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah. Well, you started when it I started, started, John.
1: Actually, I've been doing 20 years now. 20 years. <laughs> He's got a worried look on his face. Yeah. All right, then, so if you
0: want to check out that article, we'll put it on www.imtalk.me. It's uh, 20 years of celebration for the ITU
1: World Champs. Yeah, okay, so John, remember last week we talked about. Wildflower, I think it was. Yes. I mean, not Vineman, I called it Vineman, then yep. it was Wildflower. it yep, was and Wildflower. And Jesse Thomas took it out on the back of a... We, we thought we were back of a, a really impressive run he came through and smoked everybody yep. but we've since found out the reason he smoked everybody is because he was riding Rolf Prima wheels oh
0: back it up we're getting some free wheels aren't we we're getting be <laughs> really riding the same oh, wheels I, I, I as know. Jesse Thomas I didn't know where you were going with this I was like what's
1: he doing with this so Rolf Prima we're going to get somebody in probably Daniel McDonald or the guy from Rolf to talk about um, why they're so much better than all the other wheels but Bevan and I are going to be like Jesse Thomas are going to be killing it on Rolf you think Prima we'll wheels do they pick win World next year then? probably I think we've got a good yeah. chance Rolf Prima yep Prima. what's the website
0: uh, do a google search and we'll okay. find it you, you do that John I'll talk you, I'll, I'll do that you uh, so we're
1: going to be riding Rolf Prima wheels we'll talk about them in the next few weeks but they're going to be awesome because we're going to be like Jesse Thomas who's going to kill are the we'll getting them in the next few weeks seconds. yeah we'll be on it oh I'm, loving, I'm loving it gonna. workout of the month rolfprima.com there you go yep I'll put it up on Facebook we're going to get somebody from uh ex- from endurancecorner.com, I'm here to talk about You've this. you put the
0: question on Facebook, haven't you? I have. And what
1: was the actual... So the, oh, the look like pretty good wheels, John. There you go. Look at yeah. that. Nice. woo So, anyway, the workout of the month is going to be how, you, can, how you, you go out there and you try to teach yourself or how to, you try to familiarise yourself with having like that really tired leg feeling on the, on the run of Ironman, you know. Obviously going out and swimming 38 k, and then riding 180 k's, and then running is, is obviously the best simulation, but we can't do that all the time. So what sort of things do you do to, to try to tire your legs out? It might be you do a hard ride and then you do a long run, or you might do some sort of exercises to try to tire your legs out to simulate that feeling of being, um, being knackered on the run.
0: So you're saying um, training under fatigue, you know, what how can did, you do how to get create that, that fatigue? How do you get
1: that feeling of your legs being dead? when you're okay. training, so you can simulate how it feels and go through that pain. Nice, and
0: which was something Brett Sutton talked a lot about, a eh? training to a pace on mm-hmm. under fatigue. Yep. You know, we all try to train to be faster, but realistically, when you get into an Ironman, that last 20Ks, you're not going to be running your best technique, are you? Mm. Okay, good work. Well, our sponsor... Athlinks.com. Check check, check it out, John, and no, I'm going to check it out, because I'm going to check out what you're wearing, John. That's right.
1: You've I- gone all out in this one, haven't you? Well, I have, but, but the, 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 we, we'll update this in the next couple of weeks. So one of the things, when, you've, when you log into Athlinks, you've got all your results and stuff, but a Lot of you guys are gear freaks, um, and we know it, and that's one of the things Athlink sort of caters for. You can basically go in there, put all your gear up there, say what you're, what you're wearing, what stuff you use, give it a rating, and just share the love a little bit. Bevan and I will be at once we get our Roll Prima wheels, we're putting up oh, here, giving them the five stars best wheels in the world. So, for example, you know, my category up there, I've got you know, Blue 70. Wetsuit, my Avanti bike, my Mizuno shoes, and obviously I'm going to say they're all wonderful. Um, but you guys can give sort of ratings and. Well, you don't share have to say they're wonderful, John.
0: Exactly. You know, you can actually you can actually say, "Well, I find," you know, because I suppose the thing
1: is, is this is good feedback that helps other people. Um, you, can, you can say you might have a particular brand of shoes for racing so well, these are great for racing, they're, they're crap for training or vice versa or well, these are my trail running shoes and they're different brands and stuff uh, so it's just a way of sharing a bit of information and if, you, if you're really passionate, some people are passionate about their brands the, and most, to, It depends on the brand, yeah. like I'm pretty passionate about Apple Yes
0: Oh actually I might move my phone because if it rings I'll get in trouble
1: Yes, uh, so just share a bit of information there on Athletics so Obviously Although, keep, all been, your, uh, keep all your results and stuff up there as well but just
0: another way to Get some pretty, pretty passionate about my Kindle too, I've got my Kindle, pretty happy my Kindle. Kindle. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So there you go, I might put that on Thanks. There you go. Kindle for reading athletic books. Nice. Yeah, on the Amazon store that we get off IM Talk. There you go. That's <laughs> all a plug today guys, i tell you. So, athelinks.com. <laughs> well, back it up, one other thing, because last week we went through who was racing oh, yeah. St. George. Yes. And we were just chucking names out there, as we do, because that's how we roll, and good old Tim Perkin was listening, and he said it made us weak. Go. He's going to be participating in Ironman St. George. I don't know how he went and didn't check that out, but obviously through Athlinks we've connected. He said he had a good day. I think he replied again and said he had a good day. Yeah, that's right. 13, 11, I think he did. Yeah. Yep. Good memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, so you know, again, it's just another way you connect connecting with athletes, which is
1: all good. It's and the, the reason he got the mention was because he put up there that uh, he was putting in his calendar that he was doing an upcoming race. So we'll, we'll occasionally do that for Ironman races. We'll say, let's check out who's on Athlinks, who's racing.
0: Okay, good work. So check out athelinks.com. You can tell people what you're wearing. Plus, you can cool cool, cool photos of yourself. You obviously dominated that swim, John, because where's everyone else? That was uh, Challenge Wanaka, um when I got third. Oh, did you? would you come out of the water? Mm. Probably about third, something like that, Nice. Yeah, Nice, dominated. Yeah. Cause yeah. Just, where'd you come off the bike? Fifth. Oh, so you ran a couple down. Yeah. Did anyone overtake
1: you and then you overtook them back? Uh, I overtook uh, Pete Jacobs, not Pete Jacobs, um, the, the glove man, when he was standing on the side of the road taking his penalty. Oh, <laughs> nice. Because he, he, he must have been he, about he te- won it, didn't he? Well, Technically.
0: I well, I he was first over the line. It,
1: was he? I can't remember. Anyway, he. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he won it, and then they took it off him. Because I, I was just doing my own race, and I must have been about. 10 minutes down on those guys off the bike I would have yep. thought, something like that and uh, and I think he got about a 10 minute penalty so maybe I was 8 minutes down and he was standing on the side of the, side of the path somewhere on the course and just sort of jogging on the spot trying to keep warm and I must have just passed him and then he just came bolting past Oh really? Me. Yes. <laughs> oh there's
0: the next level yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that was interesting Okay so check it out dot com. Okay John, so last week's discussion of the week we talked about um, the, uh, we'll, we'll call it the Craig Alexander dilemma
1: and some people I think so, it was basically if you were Craig Alexander what would you do some people sort of were saying well this is what Craig Alexander yeah but to. that wasn't what that we wasn't wanted John we wouldn't know what would you do if you get, to you put, you were get put in, in a, a simulation machine. machine and first to post Bevan somebody who's probably got a little bit of authority on this is the current New Zealand half Ironman champion Where had he Callum ha- Millwood how do you get to be half Ironman champion in New Zealand Tauranga it's half Ironman champs. Oh, is it the actual champs series? it? Oh, hey, well, in that case, I'll, that's the only and one we're going to talk about. Name to watch, because he's a former ITU athlete who's stepping up to half Ironmans, and like there... That was it, a good field too, wasn't it? Yeah. He did actually get second on the day, but the guy that won got busted for drugs. Really? Uh, well, but he's, he's since been got off, it was, he inadvertently took it, and he managed to prove that. Um, How did he inadvertently take it? Well, it was, uh, what was it that he took? Um, what is it on poppy seeds? Um, opium, isn't it? Yeah, um, no, I don't. I don't he basically got he basically ate uh, <clears throat> some gluten free bread that was covered in seeds and whatever that that triggered him oh, to, okay. to test positive and he managed to prove that. He lost the title, lost his prize money, which was about five grand. Wow! Um, and so, Colin Millwood had a storming race he got really close to him on the run I remember watching the coverage and it was a really close Mm. race yeah he came off the bike with Brownie and ran away from Brownie and that and uh, so look out for him on the 70.3 circuit we've got a few Kiwis this year to look out for on the 70.3 circuit so anyway who's going to be our next Ironman we've got got, um, Trenzo. yes and anyone else I think if if that, that sort of Calum Millwood, um, Graham O'Grady, If those guys step up to Ironman, I think they've got the they've got the running ability to really do some damage. Graham O'Grady's very good on the bike as well. So we and, and if you're a short course guy, you're going to be a good swimmer in Ironman, aren't mm. you? Yeah. Mm. So. So anyway, he said uh, it's hard. So the question was whether a Craig. If you're a Craig Alexander's shoes, you need to do another Ironman this season because you've got to do it to to tick the box for Kona. Would you race one or would you just go through one to just get? To tick the box, basically, and just uh, get the finish. Callum Millard, hard. He's there to win, not just to validate. And smart enough to be able to, to race well in Kona.
0: Well, good old Greg Hawks, oh, Gregor Hawks is saying, I feel Crow has the formula that has proven successful in Kona. I believe second, first, first, third. Uh, sticking to the 70.3's lifetime races in the States that build the speed. But as Mecca called out last year, head to Europe. The Reilerts, um all the Europeans basically, are here. Make a statement
1: in Germany or Austria. So
0: he's saying he would do it. No.
1: Jeremy Hobwood, smash a swimming bike in a race, run the first half of the marathon at race pace, pop in the sponsor's tent, sign some autographs, and then, <laughs> and then go pace someone else who is uh, raising awareness for a good cause in the second half and spend it with the people.
0: Uh, Paul Barrow is saying he should uh, try and clean up uh, somewhere else. He's won Kona before, and his profile could help for a new and evolving race somewhere else. Being score off is just going to punch the ticket. I Ironman Texas would probably be easier than George. Good old Sean the Porno Barnes. Crow will do whatever fits his schedule. And as time goes by, why smash one and smash yourself when you want to smash Kona? Had to use the word smash at Porno Sean the Porno. Yeah.
1: So he's put a nickname in there. Good. Nice. Tim Porter, a bit of a weak question this week, guys. Hey, back
0: it up. <laughs> that was John's. <laughs> it's not a
1: weak question, it's a very strong question.
0: <laughs> this next week's question is pretty poor too. <laughs> no, it's
1: not. Yeah. For Crow, doing an Ironman is a tick-box exercise anyway to fulfil a requirement for WTC. It's academic whether he'll race or not. His objective is to qualify for Kona, so he'll just do what he needs to do. He's too smart to try and make a statement at any other race than World Champs. I disagree a bit there, Patim, because... Oh, wait, you don't need to do your rebuttal yet. Well, I've got a rebuttal, because like, you've got Marinda Carfree and stuff... She could technically just tick the box. She's going out there and smashing it on Iron Man New Zealand when she's 20 minutes down. So yep. I don't think it's necessarily that clear cut. Okay, I'll Tim. finish off with. Tim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I love it's, it's, John's angry today, guys, okay? Just, something's happened in his life and you're going to find out soon. So he's, okay, so don't take it personally, Tim. It's just one of those weeks. David, we're going hard. There are six Iron alone in May, so choose from one of those, Of another five, and go for it. I think he should really already be back on the plane to Boulder, get a couple of days rest and do a 10K drive down St. George and pick it, punch the ticket this weekend. So he's saying, yeah, just get it out
1: of the way. So I think the, the, one of the issues here is that we all say, oh, I'll just go off and do another Ironman. But I think the issue with Crowley's um, in, uh, illness, I think he's had some sort of um, virus, is... He might not be able to. He might not be really just go and tick the. Tick yeah, viruses can one.
0: can have long term implications. Well, not long term, but they can last a while. Can't and,
1: and so this highlights one of the issues that you've got with the qualifying system is for for guys like that. You know, he might be sick for another month or so, and then we say, oh, we, there's more Ironmans to do. But then you're really starting to get into the kind of build up. And if he, yeah, sure he could go to Man Germany, but if he goes and does that off, you know, four or five weeks training, um, could be a tricky situation. Should,
0: so I've just had a thought. Sorry, yeah, go oh, ahead. We're going to go back to your, your discussion because I wasn't even listening; I was having my thought. What we should do is... We're, we're doing a jersey order soon, aren't we? Me this week? What we should do you is... We consult sh- me on this first? Yeah, well, I'm consulting you now. Mm. Do you, would you be willing to give away one jersey?
1: I don't be know, <laughs> You, <laughs> oh, don't, you no. don't know? This is half times here in Christchurch <laughs>
0: right now. Okay, maybe we won't. Yes. I was thinking what we could do is we could have a profile shot competition. So who has the best profile shot with imtalk.me and their profile shot wins an IM2 jersey?
1: We'll come up with a suitable prize. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's put that one ice for, on hold for a little bit more. We'll have to you see. Like the, you do it. like the idea, don't you? Yeah, you just yeah. don't like the price. You yeah. don't want to give anything up. Okay, so back it up. So, what were you saying? So, we were saying he's, he's. So, what would you do? If I was in his shoes, and I don't think this is necessarily what he would do, I would just go and tick the box. And just go and go in there, as people have said, go and swim, bike at a good, strong pace, and then just cruise the run. I'm gonna gotta say it, for him cruising the run. You He's know, still gonna win it, isn't he? most races. He, yeah, he could. A three-hour run for him would be would not take that much out of him. Um, yeah. As long as it's not a ridiculously hard course, you know, if you're going 20 minutes slower, wouldn't take that much out. So if, if I was in his shoes, <clears throat> I'd go. It's all about Kona. <clears throat> can, can anybody tell? Me, I mean, would you be able to tell me? I mean, you probably tell me who won Ironman Germany last year, but maybe the year before that. You'd have to be doing do some scratching if, if who won. Is it Man. I don't know. I can't remember. See, I can't remember. All that matters is Kona.
0: Yeah, I oh, totally. And, and let's be honest, Crowe has really identified. He's raced his last. You know, he's, since he's come into racing, run. You know, if you look at Gregor's, you know, second, first, first, third. The guy has got a pretty successful formula, in, yeah. and he stayed away from Iron Man. Exactly. You know, like he's done everything he can do in that time since he's been an Man to not race Iron Man other than Kona. So, if I was in his shoes, I think you know it's. Uh, as it's getting later in the season I think the more and more you'd consider not going so hard mm. but then in saying that you know like those guys you know Ray Lurt won Germany last year and that was Germany's what
1: June, July we finished in Canada though we got didn't, second didn't win it yeah, what if he hadn't raced to Germany He might have taken it but Maybe he got, got to that position because he had raced yeah, Germany And that could be the thing with Crowe Maybe if he did another Ironman he might be even stronger He might have that bigger base there to yes, work off John's. But I think his strength has always been his speed And I think he's going to get more speed From doing a uh, 70.3 Than he is from training up and doing Ironman We have to see how Crowe goes this year yeah, But uh, having said that Punch the ticket I don't, I don't know if there's many pros out there that would do it but imagine if he re- what would be? Well, you
0: mean actually just turn up and just tick the box? Yeah,
1: but it would, I think that'd be really interesting. He'd get a lot of coverage if if he went did one and say finished fourth or fifth. I don't think people would really notice, you know, if he yeah. went say been n- eight n- eight, nine hours or something like that, or eight eight fifty instead of eight eight thirty. Yeah. No, not think anybody'd kick up too much fuss. But if he went out there and went say ten ten eleven hours, <laughs> that would be an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But that would be an interesting story, wouldn't it? Because you kind of say, well, you know, you could almost go into it and say, oh, I'm just going to have the, the the age group experience. Yeah. And get out there with the age groupers, and you could do it as a nice PR stunt.
1: And if you if you are still suffering from a sickness, just say, well, I'm just coming off there, I've just got to do it. I'm just doing he, it for he, my family. He would get more, you'd get good coverage. So um,
0: this week, anyway. This week, because it's 20 years of the ITU World Cup Series, mm. John's got a great one this week. To back up last week's great one. It was a good one. <laughs> okay, at how many comments we got. We, do we know what's actually happening with Crowley? No, we should get him on a show. We should. Been we on for a while. No, he's a busy man. Oh yeah, he loves nice talking to us. Um, what has changed since you started triathlon? Since you started triathlon, not since the ITU cups twenty years. So we're going to get the old people who've come out and said, "Oh, you know, this is where old people get to shine," isn't it? Back in, um... <laughs> back in, um, You kids just don't know how hard it was. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so what has changed? Since we didn't you have aero triathlon? bars. We did, but there were... uh... No, no, but there were guys out there who didn't have us. There would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John. This is going to be a good one. Mm. Okay, that's this week's discussion. Let's put some website on. Oh, oh, music. Music, music, music. Here we go. Um, Has my daughter gone to school? Let me check that out too. Website of the week. And uh, who, did someone send us through or is no, this I, just your initiative? This is my initiative. Well, it's a good initiative, John, because a lot of you guys would have heard of a man called Arthur Lydiard, who is pretty much one of the renowned, <clears throat> excuse me,
1: top running coaches of all time. Seen the be- Not just running, but set the benchmark for endurance sports. Yeah,
0: really kind of introduced the concept of just training like an animal, really, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. And, and it's an interesting story. So Arthur Lydiard. Uh, wasn't an athlete at all, didn't really, wasn't an athlete, and his doctor told him he had to give up smoking or something and he should do some exercise, Yeah. and so he, got, he went for a run, and he kind of thought, oh, this is kind of cool, and just basically got hooked, and then, obviously, he was one of those people who loves to know all the details behind things, and I I recall that he read a book that influenced him a lot, I don't remember what book that was, and and then he just became a coach, and, and coached, you know, Peter Snell, coached some well, New Zealand's top runners of all time, and, uh, he went
1: on to coach a lot of the Finnish athletes and really moved around the world a lot. You know, It was uh, a great shame that he wasn't able to... Well, he probably learned a lot more when he was overseas as well, but great shame that New Zealand didn't necessarily take advantage of him once he'd had all that glory in the sort of um, 70s. Uh, he did seem
0: to be someone who rubbed people the wrong way. Would I be fair in saying that? Probably, Yeah, probably. Organisations was, at least. Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was, he was... Many people regard him as one of the greatest ever coaches. Well, it's interesting if you read, you know, if you read other people' coaches, like I've
0: been reading some of Jack Daniels' books recently, and, and they'll bring up Lydia, you know, yeah. like you know, his thinking has influenced so many people, and so maybe even the stuff you're doing today will be influenced on, you know, they, they, like you, with guitar, <clears throat> you often like I've heard some people say, yeah, if you play guitar, something you've learned has been influenced by Jimi Hendrix, you know, and it's probably the same thing with Lydia that. Some of the training principles that you probably use in your training has come from his original thinking. So,
1: so they've got a, Arthur Lydiard passed away a few years ago. Um, years ago now, eh? yeah, yeah, and uh, but there's a there's a website called the Lydiard Foundation I'm not sure who uh, quite runs it, um, but anyway, there's some really good information in there. And one, um, if you go onto the site and then there's a button "Training" up the top, and then uh, that goes off to a page and it's got a number of. Training navigation things on the right hand side. One of the really good things on there is has got a lecture that he did. Um, it's basically a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, actually, not, there's, there's a number of PowerPoint presentations, but there's also a lecture he did. transcript of that from Osaka um, and that's got some really good stuff in there, it's also got a couple of little um, video clips of uh, he does a lot of hill strength work abounding and jumping and stuff up hills uh, and that's got a couple of clips on how you sort of execute that um, and just a whole bunch of things on there, so there's a lot of really good information from he's got a lot of books as well and this just helps to pull a couple of those things together so it's a resource I sometimes use so, so,
0: so How how much do you think his thinking is still right? You know, because you know, like if you look at other areas of science, you know, like things have moved on.
1: Yep but I think a lot of coaches still, I still use a lot of the principles, a big part of his principle is getting that aerobic base in there. So we often you know, try to fast forward things and start doing speed training and stuff too early and then you see lots of injuries and stuff. A lot of his stuff is based around getting a huge big base, doing a lot of um, strength specific work, you know, hill reps, um, bounding, strengthening up all your, your ligaments around your Achilles, your calves so you don't get injured. Uh, so it's a, it's a really good method and it, it just goes on. You need... To to take time um, to develop. You can't just look, right, I want to be here in one year. You've got to take a long-term approach to things, and it's it's a, it's a brilliant method. Yep. Mm. There's a lot of people still using this stuff. You know, when we talked to um, Brett Sutton, you know, he Lydia was one of the coaches that he mentioned. So I think so many people get injured because they go out there and they try to do things too too fast, too soon, end up injured we always, I think there's a unanimous decision amongst coaches around the world is the biggest thing that's going to make you improve is consistency of training and if you can get that big aerobic base then that's going to often reduce your risk of injury. So mm. it's awesome stuff up here, especially the hill training stuff, the Osaka lecture and uh, there's also a community on there you can join up. I'm sure there's a lot of other things but the main part of the site that I looked at was uh, under the training button. Mm.
0: So, if you, if you want to check it out, it's the Lydiard Foundation. I've just pulled up the interactive timeline. It's kind of, also, oh, it shows when he was born and you click on dates throughout his years. 63, Bill Bowden visits Lydia. Bill Barman, who the man who started Nike. Yep. And then you go 74 and Walker's international debut. John. Oh, so did he coach? Oh, okay. Trained yeah. by. Uh, oh, no. Arch Jelly with Lydiard Principles. Yes. Makes it sensational. Interview. Oh, he wins the Commonwealth Games.
1: There's a 2 Stadium that no longer exists. Oh, I, did he get
0: second? Maybe. No, he
1: won it. No, he won it. I'm sure. He I wish.
0: So, for for people overseas, there was a period of time, probably between what the 50s to 70s, mm-hmm. when New Zealand running was phenomenal, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And we weren't born then. <clears <clears throat> throat> <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. because I would have loved to have been around when Peter Snell and John Walker and those guys were winning Olympic gold medals and you know and dominating you know the running world. You know, like we've got Nick Willis, who's kind of the fastest white dude in the world right now. Um, and over the 1,500 metre, which rocks. But
1: it would have been cool to be around when John Walker was rocking a day. Very good. Yeah. It's pretty easy to go back in time, it's pretty easy to tell why, because, you know, there's a lot of studies out there now that show the Kenyans are no different to a lot of the rest of us in terms of their genetic makeup. The reason they're good is because they start running from when they're kids, and they run to school, they do all that sort of stuff. Well, it's interesting you say that,
0: because someone sent through... I think I even put it in the show notes. Um, uh, Someone sent through an article, I can't remember who it was and I haven't got it on the show, oh here's the article from the ABC, I can't remember who sent it through sorry about that, but they sent through an article from a running scientist Stuart Milne I think, Stuart, or Stuart sent it through anyway and um and it's all about that. It's all about why are the Kenyans and it's not genetic makeups, you know, it's so much. It's more it's a lot more to it. So I'll put a link to that on Dub Dub Dub. I am. And that's why the Kenyans said,
1: well, because people like John Walker and all that, they used to run the school. And that's why they, they, they built up that huge base and that's why they're awesome. So Thomas and I, you know, we're starting soon.
0: Here's <laughs> <laughs> your hope. <Yeah. laughs> Live through the child. Okay, one, two, three, four, high five. So the other day, John came around. Walking this like is a it.
1: taboo. We're going. We're going. We've been places with, before. pooing on the bike, peeing on the bike. We're going somewhere a bit taboo to this week. Well, you came around the other day, mate, and you, and you look.
0: You, you didn't have that, those sparkly eyes you normally have. No. And maybe you only give those to me. So maybe you know you you've got to give me my sparkly eyes. But you know, and you look a little bit of pain. And then and then today we we're going to for a two-hour bike ride, weren't we? Two and a half. Were. Yes. We're was the key word. And something's happening in John's life. And it might be causing a bit of pain. What happened, John? Somebody took a pair of uh, scissors to me and chopped me up. <laughs> chopped you up in an area where men shouldn't be chopped up. Yes.
1: So when did it happen? You got it the snip, didn't you? It happened on Friday last week. So so tell me about the experience. It's agony, Bevan. This is number one. It's so a high five here. It's absolute agony. If you think thinking about doing it... Really? Childbirth, that's just nothing compared to this It's a complete agony. Are you joking? Yes. Uh-huh. It doesn't really hurt very much at all. Really? But were you nervous? You wake up Friday morning...
0: You know, you're losing a bit of manhood that day. Mm. You know, you, you can't look at yourself in the mirror anymore and think no. I can have children. No. And that's the reason we were put on this earth. So that's right. you know, you're kind of now you're just occupying just other people's occupy spaces, spaces. Exactly. <laughs> you
1: know? What's so, the point? So that's point number one. It Doesn't really hurt very much. Put a general anaesthetic in there, and so I a Can you're on the table, pants around your ankles. Yeah. Your...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it a guy or a girl? Guy.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So, so they're grabbing your, your bull bags. Yeah. <laughs> they put a needle in there. Yeah. When well, they put the needle in, did
1: that hurt? Just a little, you know what it's
0: like when you get a little pinprick. Yeah, but like, I'm kind of thinking in, your, in your, that part of your body, it's going to hurt a little bit more. Not too much. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. But maybe yeah. you are just tough, John. Maybe I was. I, I, I just think, I'm pretty sure if I
1: hurt my legs apart, a, some guys put a needle. Tape your tackle to your body so <laughs> it doesn't that. get in the way. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> So, there's a little bit of
0: loss of, of uh, pride happening? Yeah. You, do feel a bit, you don't want any photos on Facebook from no, that experience?
1: No. Okay, then. So, so, So first first point is this is a high five, is it doesn't really, the, the process itself really doesn't hurt. Pulling down your pants in front of them, does that hurt? Yeah, first. Just, just, Everybody's got one. Everyone's got, well, not got, <laughs> got one, not the girls.
0: Okay, number two, what?
1: This is an important point. <laughs> a key this is This point. is a key point. You've got to milk it for all it's worth. Because I was at home, I was moping around. <laughs> Even the days leading up to it, I was like, I sent Blindra out for ice cream the night, the night of it. She, she, because she never does that. I said, I want an ice cream. <laughs> and uh, so you've got to milk it, you've got to get your. your, your so could you You almost want to time it for a weekend when lots of sports is on TV, don't you? No, this is how you time it Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> Mother's Day weekend. So you don't have to do Mother's Day. <laughs> That's right, didn't have, to, didn't have to pull out too many presents there. <laughs> You've got to milk it. That's the key fit. So, so how's the key
0: to it? Because you're telling us, actually, hopefully Billy doesn't listen to this, because you're telling us that the egg is not so bad.
1: Well, the, well the what about post-op? Yeah, we'll go into post-op a little bit. So one of the things that happens, that's number two. Number two is milk it. Milk for it. How many days can you milk it for? I'm still milking a little bit. <laughs> this Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, I'm still milking a little bit. Um, <laughs> side effects. Yeah. So how it feels afterwards. Now, the one interesting thing that happened was that they, they give you some drugs to take beforehand to obviously sedate you a little bit. So you take one Wait, night. Wait, so for the
0: whole overall or just for that region?
1: Uh, overall. So you take one one of these, I can't remember what it was, pan or something like that. Yep. Um, one the night before and then two in the morning. And Belinda was looking and going, because they do the laser eye surgery, she miss- says, there's quite a lot of stuff you take in yep. there. Um, and one of the side effects that I got is I basically had hiccups for Almost a day and a half. Oh, really? Not all the time, but pretty much all the time. I didn't have hiccups when I was sleeping, but man, that is annoying. So, so did anyone try to scare you?
0: Sorry? Did oh, try? I was sc-
1: trying to drink out of a cup. <laughs> the one thing that stopped my hiccups was drinking beer. Oh, really? So I became a it's mini alcoholic girl. for a couple of days over there.
0: Because <laughs> I, I had a mate years ago and he had hiccups no lies, for three weeks. Mm. Seriously. And so I go to him, mate, how annoying was that? And he goes, You, you just get sick of people trying to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it seconds. So you got your hiccups. So, so Were you allowed to drive if you're
1: on that many drugs? No, I had to get picked up and dropped off. Oh, wow. But then the next day, it was fine. But I was it kind the of who hiccups? picked you up?
0: Who dropped you off Belinda Because oh. it would have been funny If your mother-in-law picked you up It would have mm. been a bit awkward yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Anyway so that was my main side effect um, In terms of how it feels afterwards You know when you get The guys you get in the balls And it yeah. really hurts initially yeah. And then you just got that Dull pain down there That's basically how it still feels yeah. It doesn't it doesn't hurt heaps But you just got that dull pain So
0: John popped down around yesterday Because oh, I haven't actually done that Make sure I do that at the end of the show But he wants me to put some music on And some DVD for him So he popped around to bring the DVD around yesterday Going for a bike ride I'll go for a run Yeah mm-hmm. The young, young girl in the, in the car, Felicity. Yeah, Felicity was in the car, looking pretty excited about going for a run with Dad. <laughs> I tried to go home
1: early. I tried to just do 20 minutes. She said, no home, no home. <laughs> so I had to run a bit further. And so uh, he, he had his tight undies on, didn't you? I had my tight speedos on, my oomph tight speedos on. So you're not supposed to do any exercise for a week. Oh,
0: really? But, but you um, couldn't handle that, could
1: you, John? I couldn't, couldn't handle it, and that was one of my main concerns. And then I was like, I think I should put something tight on, I'm fine. And I did that yesterday. I'm going to keep doing that all week. Uh, so it was okay fine. yesterday? It was fine. Yeah, what was, what what could happen? Um, if they just jangle around a bit and they just get, they'll just swell up a bit. So. <laughs> you know what's feeling? So yeah, so the feeling is like you've been kneading the balls, and so no, it's not straight
0: away. It's kind of about ten minutes later. For the dull, it's just,
1: just no, it's just a constant dull feeling. Like I've seen what they're on now. I've seen a little bit of that oh. now. I don't thing. need any massaging. To... <laughs> don't worry, I wasn't <laughs> offering it. So then number point number four is point is recovery. You're supposed to not do anything for a week, but. What about cycling? So you can you can
0: run, you feel,
1: yeah, because they, they do
0: that with, with medical people, don't they? They say, oh, yeah. but it's, it's to the general population. We're yeah, it's, hardcore. We're hardcore. Yeah.
1: Um, Belinda suggested not going swimming, potential because I got a couple of stitches there, maybe mm-hmm. infection. So yeah, rest away that. Biking though, yeah, I think I'll be, I think biking wise, I think I'll be at least a week before I get back. Just because of the pressure on that body, yeah. body right now is yeah. probably not too good. Yeah. Okay. So recovery. So that's recovery. So about a bit... you know probably need to allow about a week there. Uh, and then number point number five. Undies. <laughs> don't wear briefs? you got, got you're supposed to you're supposed to wear your briefs, and I haven't worn briefs since I was like twelve years old. Oh, are we undies? Oh no! What's the worst? Oh, we're in undies right no, now, Johnsey. Don't need to What's show see? me. What no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, who are this undies? on me and stuff. No,
0: <laughs> undies can be cool. Oh, Get a good no. pair of white, clean undies. No. Ladies like that stuff, John. I'm not liking the undies. What well, do you stuff. do with the tight boxes or the loose boxes? Loose boxes. They everything hang loose. Oh, see. So. Oh, see, I'd be well prepared if I got the chop. You would. Maybe I'd, you should.
1: Yeah, I'd, no. I'd do a bit of both. I no. don't really... Yeah, when it comes to the... A bit whatsoever. of both, so you just get one ball chop, not two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a high five on getting the snip and uh, and how to cook with it. So
0: I've said to Joe, that I'll get the snip if we're not going to have kids in the next couple of years. I see, because I go to a do I have kids, babe? And, and she goes, well... Okay, I, I I I don't know if I should talk about stuff on the show. Mm. Sometimes I think I get in trouble, but bugger it. Yeah. So I I said to her, "Do you want to have kids, babe? and She goes, oh, "I'm not sure." You know, let's let's wait and see. And I said, "Well, in two years, if not, can I get the chop?" And she didn't like that too so much. So, right. so we may have kids, John. So right. I'm not going to chop yet. Okay, but you will never have kids ever again. Well, not unless I get a reversal. Well, yeah, but that's when you thought that was painful. I had a mate, the reversal, yeah. mega painful city. Right. Yep, mega painful city. Yeah. He did it for a girl, and then she dumped him. <laughs> which would suck so yeah. in number 6 any 6 to finish off
1: the reversal would hurt yeah
0: well, mm. milking it what was the best thing you got out of milking it probably just my ice cream to be honest yeah. just, <laughs> just, to the just the fact that ice you, cream. You, babe go to the shop and get me an ice yeah. cream and she yeah. and she couldn't complain no. you are just like hey I'm going through a world of pain for
1: us right now last week on the show what? we talked about uh, Mother's Day oh that's right You're The iTunes voucher you should to end the show but I'm, again I'm in, I'm in an angry place <laughs> it's a it's, it's got a good reason guys so I got Belinda's iTunes voucher that's right you told us but you know she doesn't listen so we thought times are tough in Christchurch right now yep. and Belinda hasn't got much work and so basically last week I said right we've got a spending freeze in the household I, went, I said we're not spending anything for at least another 10 days like obviously groceries and stuff but yep. good tight times tight times don't spend anything so, inadvertently, and, and I thought because I knew she wanted some iTunes vouchers. So, so, I kind of said that so she wouldn't go and get any. She comes home the next day, got and got some iTunes vouchers.
0: Back it up, you said no spending, John. I did. And you're going to get your balls shot that week. Where's the respect in this relationship?
1: No presents, any, any, no, no more surprises in our house. No please. more surprises, end a, of surprises. End of surprises. <laughs> so was she disappointed when you <laughs> gave her an iTunes voucher? Well, I said, I, I just shook my head at her, Bevan.
0: No, just you just disappoint. You didn't even argue. I said,
1: no spending, Belinda. No spending. Anyway, so uh, another, another point of anger. It's good to anger. see you're not stealing music, but That's right. Yeah, that's good to we we'll another story
0: about that later in the show. Oh, it's right. John's rant week, guys. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good time to talk about Coffees of Hawaii. Coffees
1: of Hawaii's sponsor. John, tell me about it. So they've got a special recurring delivery uh, thingamajiggy on their site. Click on Coffee's of Why logo. I'll go to yeah. our website. Look at that. Go to our website. Just click on Coffee's of Why. The homepage. You've got a special deal, and this is this is, this is for anybody. Uh, that recurring delivery for 2011. Wow! Fresh roasted coffee delivered to your door on the schedule that you choose for a limited time. Get a free cappuccino cup and saucer when you sign up for recurring delivery, and your first three deliveries,
0: deliveries. are shipped for free. So there you go. Wow! Always got deals. That's great. I, I do think it's good because I think the, the thing is, like you know, these things can be luxury items. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, you know, you go on coffee savoy, you try it out once and you love it. And then you run out and you kind of think, oh, I should do that again. But you just don't end up doing it. And, you know, the value you're getting for, you know, when you're drinking it, you love it. So it's kind of like if you can kind of figure out, well, you know, I get three bags and that comes, you know, that's going to last me for, you know, maybe a month or two months. Mm-hmm. Then it automatically, two bags, two months later, you've, you've almost forgotten that it's coming. Yep. And then bang in the mail, boom, boom. It's so making up sounds as well. there yeah,
1: we go. <laughs> and you go to the mail and use your coffees of Hawaii. It would make you day, wouldn't it, John? Good. And it, if you use the discount codes and stuff, and especially if you're in the States, you know, it's, it's well-priced, good product, supporting our support. Um, so, and if it's just a staple that you just, you're just you just going through, you're just using coffee, you've got a coffee machine at home where you've got a plunge or whatever, it's just easy and convenient and supporting the guys that support our sport. John, in one of their photos up there, they had the boat in Hawaii. Yes. And then they had, was it dolphins? Mm. They did have dolphins. The one day, I think the one day we didn't go out there or oh, something like that, they <laughs> did the dolphins Although they were out there a bit earlier than we got there because Bevan had been sleeping in. Um, oh, it's my fault. So, yeah, they did, they did have dolphins riding right by the boat. Looking forward to going back out to the boat in Hawaii. Mm. That's, that's a highlight of our trip, wasn't it? It was, a, it was a highlight. Yeah, and we'll be doing interviews on the boat again? Yes. How did we get the, we must have given the... Given? It went to Albert, he took it out in a little bag for us. Yeah. And we swam out. I just keep on swimming to the lap. Bevan swam 300 metres to the boat and 300 back. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a
0: swimmer. I, I'm a. I'm just a recreational swimmer so now.
1: Coffees of Y get your recurring delivery. Make sure you use your discount codes. If you want to find out those discount codes, go to iamtalk.me, click on the Coffees of Y logo, and I've got all the discount codes.
0: Tell you what, if, if you're getting the op this week, you know, in you know, John's world, and the thing is, because I'm sure a lot of guys listening to the show have probably already had the op. Mm-hmm. And then some are probably getting it this week. Mm-hmm. So, John, Milk it. Milk it. Say to your partner, oh, I feel like really good coffee this week because I'm a bit mm-hmm. nervous about this whole experience. There's, there it is. There's dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Coffees of Hawaii. Give me a recurring delivery, babe. Make, yeah, it's worth it. That's it's, right. my, it's my present. It's all right. Very good. Coffeesofhawaii.com team. Get on it now. Okay, John, shall I put some music on for yes. the next section? Yes. some music.
1: Coaches Corner. Coach's Corner, John. So what do you want to talk about? We've done I think we've done this topic before, but it's I think now we're coming into the northern hemisphere racing season. I think it's an important topic, especially when guys are going through their B and C races. Basically recovering post Race recovery and, and really hard training session recovery. That's something I really, really push with um, a lot of the athletes that I work with is <clears throat> making sure they really look after themselves after BNC races so they can get back into training quicker and, uh, and just resume normality rather than having to deal with you know I'd say a week of agony um obviously take your extreme endurance and that'll reduce your muscle soreness but this is a whole bunch of other things you can do to look after yourself
0: especially if you've got a few races in the season you know if you're going to be doing if you you know you might have your Ironman early on and you want to do some good halves or you might want to do a marathon or you know you've got all these different you know uh, the season often in Ironman it is about one race but Mm. you know you might have a few key races that you want to do so this is really important
1: so once you've done a hard race or a really hard workout, um, as soon as possible after finishing the race, you know, we talk about the hydration and the nutrition side of things, really important that you start getting some things in. If it's just if it's like a C level race, um, also your nutrition during the race, well, no matter what sort of race it is, it's is really important. Um, if you bonk, you know, you're really going to do a lot more damage to yourself and it's gonna take longer to recover. So if you are just going through the motions, be really conscious of that fueling yourself all the way through the race not just thinking well I need X amount of fuel to get me to the finish line without bonking um, think about well I'm just going to take a little bit more and get through this race nice and comfortably and, uh, and set yourself up for your recovery uh, and then obviously when you cross that line one of the first things you should be doing is, is getting that nutrition so having you know a pre-arranged um, little bit of nutrition like maybe a little chiller bag with a, a smoothie in it so you're getting some hydration, you're getting some calories you're getting some protein um, is a really good idea Okay. Do you have any particular foods that you think you recommend at that time? A berry smoothie.
0: Okay, if you can do that, I reckon that's the way. That's the so you want some good protein to help aid recovery and stuff yep. as well, and it'll be also want your carbohydrate to bring your your and um, the antioxidants, all those good
1: things. Berries are good. Okay. Uh, so the second thing you want to do? Warm down. Um, now, sometimes people just, which is a terrible habit that most athletes don't do do that. They? They, totally. they want to talk about their
0: race and they yep. kind of you know they just mingle around and.
1: So I think in, tradition probably tells us, you know, you go for a little jog for five or ten minutes or so, and then you're all done. The best thing you can be doing once you've had your, your bit of bit of bit of food is to be say biking back to your hotel or doing even if it's like a sprinter or an Olympic. Going out for say an hour, an hour and a half, easy spin will make a massive difference um, in terms of your recovery. And once you know initially to get going again, once you've been racing, it's really tricky. But once you're sort of 10, 15 minutes into it, you're usually okay, providing you haven't had a massive explosion. So that's a really big one for <clears throat> so sprint Olympic tries is going out for a nice easy cruise for hour, hour and a half um, will make the world of difference. Okay. Next thing you do while you're out on the bike, there, um, is to carry on hydrating and and, and fueling yourself um, as best as you possibly can.
0: What about after an Ironman? I suppose like you're not going to ride for an hour and a half after an Ironman. Like if, biking back to hotel, was you know if, like, if you
1: can, yeah, really? um, but. I don't think there would be many people that do Ironman as a B or a C race. No. So I think the key thing with Ironman, if you can do something, great um, but the next day... Well, also really often Ironman, you can't get your bike either. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the next day for Ironman, if you are carrying on and doing more racing, going out for a spin then is really important. Yep. So point number three was to carry on hydrating and eating um, when you're going through that warm down process and being really focused on that for the rest of the day. Um, really really important. Um, we've talked about it in the past, another thing that can help a lot is to do an ice bath. If some description so um if you can go and sit in the the river or the lake or the sea um that's good not typically quite cold enough um so if you get back to home or hotel and getting into a cold bath <coughs> uncomfortable as hell but very very good for you And it's uncomfortable when you cruising. first get in mm. and then when you're fine so that's the that 15 minutes oh, is what you want yep yep um <coughs> then putting some compression garments on and I live in compression garments after I've done a race so whether you've got the socks or the tights or whatever um, I'll put them on and I'll leave them on for 24 hours or so and then I'll, <clears throat> if it's been quite a hard race then I'll put on my second set the next day and I'll be wearing them for 2 or 3 days afterwards I really do think it makes a big difference You know, we've debated in the past whether it makes a massive difference to your, to your performance but for me personally, for recovery. recovery, it does make a big difference okay. stretching and massage, um, again you don't need to do that instantaneously, it's good if you do. Um, but having a bit of a, a stretch session later in the day will help.
0: And massage massage is so important. So yeah. Especially if you're going to do an A race where you actually blitz yourself. You totally. can get some self massage in, or if you get, you know, your partner or someone you know to give you just and, and at flush. that stage, yeah, it's not about, you know, going deep, it's just purely getting the muscles, just a light flush to get the blood flow moving.
1: Mm-hmm. Legs up the wall, that's something a lot of people don't do. Um, you know, once you get home watching a bit of TV Put your legs up, the wall ten or fifteen minutes. Just helps flush things down a bit. Um, nice and relaxing as well. And then again, I've said this point a couple of times before. But carrying on that hydration and good nutrition process through the day will help your recovery. Rather than thinking, I've done a race, I deserve a whole bunch of junk food. I'm just going to go out and get pissed and stuff. That will really derail things. So eating really well, um, hydrating really well, will make a big difference.
0: So I suppose the thing with the, the you know this coach's corner is that. Like, this isn't rocket science, you know, this is stuff most of us all know, but none of us don't do, you know what I mean? And so, so what's the key to making sure you include this as a part of your race experience?
1: Write it down, have a plan, then you commit to it. Okay. I think that's a key thing, or have your (coughs) coach remind you 10 million times you need to do it. So, I'll, I'll send out these points every time I've got somebody racing, pretty much is saying... Do the stuff after the race, and it really does, especially the, the extended warm down. You know, going for an easy spin really will make a big difference. And so, if, if it's a running race, for example, say you're doing a marathon or a half marathon and you want to get straight back into training again, that afternoon going for a spin or something will make a big difference. Yep.
0: Or so, on a stationary bike or just yeah. spinning your legs around. Because the thing is, is that like for me, like to be honest, I've always been pretty slack with my post race recovery stuff. You know, I've mm-hmm. never been someone who's really done a lot of work. Um like, you know, you're right of the state. like you've actually always been pretty good. I'll just be sitting there talking to someone while oh, you're in the river. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And um you know, but I look at this stuff and it's not rocket science and it does make sense that if you want to perform well and, and not just in the race coming up two weeks from now, but if you want to have quality sessions during the week coming up you know, that, that's going to all aid towards those quality sessions.
1: After your A race, you know, say your, your pinnacle for the season is an Ironman stuff. I mean, there's no way I'd be doing any of this stuff, yeah. you know, because the season's <laughs> over, and if you don't do anything, you're going to prolong and you get the, drunk that pro- night. prolong the yeah. agony, um, but it doesn't really matter because you're not rushing back into anything, but if you have got races coming up, really important steps.
0: Yeah, especially if you're going for an Ironman and you're doing like a you know, an Olympic distance mm. simulation, like when you're blitzing yourself that is going to affect the next week if you don't do everything you can to aid recovery so there you nice go. work sponsor
1: Extreme endurance. endurance and as we've said time and time again um, it's, a recurring, it's a recurring delivery it's theme it's this week John recurring delivery but also it does help from my experience helping with your post race recovery you know after Christchurch Marathon um, where I performed poorly and wasn't able to really kick on I was an agony for a um, for, probably a good week or so, after Auckland Marathon, where I was able to push a lot, lot harder, um, but I was on the extreme endurance. I was, like, running Thomas' school within two days. uh, Well, the thing
0: I... I, You know what? I haven't really tried it because I haven't had a period where... Like, I was going to do the marathon and then I got injured, and then, you know, like, I haven't had a chance to really try it, and so I want to get back into it, but I'm injured again. (laughs) But I am looking forward to a chance where I'm doing some real intense stuff to Mm -hmm. give it
1: a good try. I mean, I've been... Endorsing it to a number of the guys that I coach at the moment, and they're all having similar experiences, finding it's really working well for them. So, but like, like coffees of Hawaii, if you're going the re, um, extreme endurance, by all means, you know, give it a crack first. See how you do. It, get a get a bottle or so. You, for me, I you'll notice a difference within a month um, when you you do races, and you just you, you'll find you like it. And then if you're on it. As Sandy said, you know, you want to be on it pretty much year round so you just get your recurring delivery going around then you don't have to, you know, all of a sudden you come to the end of the bottle and you're going, oh bugger, and then you've got to wait, you know, a few days for the next lot to turn off, you lost that consistency. So they've got the recurring delivery program as well and with both Coffees of Wire and Extreme Endurance, the thing with that is then you get a bit of a deal as well when you're doing the recurring delivery.
0: Well, the other thing is is that with extreme endurance there's a formula that you use. so you actually know exactly that when you're going to run out so okay well you have your six tablets a day and it's going to last you for a month for a bottle for example um, and so you know that okay well I'm going to need to bottle another month so you could either order a lot at once or you could just get it so it's turning up every time so there you go. Or, use, or six month lots or something like that remember
1: to use code I am talk. Uh, and you get 20% discount, so extreme endurance. Extreme. And also,
0: if you, you you are using it and you like it, let us know, because we'll, we'll talk about it on the show for you. So send us through an email. Okay, then, uh, questions yeah. and answers. Mm-hmm. I've chucked a couple up here, but Graham from Grahamville, uh, I really <laughs> enjoy listening to the interviews on the show, especially the age group champions. What I don't hear much talk about is strength training, i.e. gym work. I've, I've read a lot of conflicting things on this, and if it, it's important, it is uh. and if it's important for endurance athletes. It would be nice to know if these pro age groupers do much, especially the age groupers due to fitting in the schedule. For me, uh, I'd like to do a workout of the month scheduling in my busy lifestyle. Where does the
1: the gym fit in? For us, guys. Mm. So I think, um, Graham, you've hit the nail on the head there. Ba-boom. It's all about schedule. You know, it's very difficult to fit in gym work. So our website of the week this week was um, the Lydiard Foundation, and Arthur Lydiard, you know, great coach, he was into strength training, but he often made it, incorporated it into the the workouts. So a lot of his hill workouts, like you've got slow running uphill, or you've got bounding up hills, so... It's specific strength workout, and that tends to be how I personally like to do it for myself. As I'll incorporate my strength work into my training, so I'll do some plyometric exercises um, when I'm do- say I'll do a run workout. I might do some plyometric exercises, do some core workout. So we used to have a classic Monday run where we'd basically do 30 to 40 minutes of core plyometrics work, and then we'd carry on with a run. So then you're doing a 90 minute session. You're getting that strength work out there rather than having a total, another separate session at the gym. Um, so that's how I like to do it. I also, another thing that I do is um, some pre loading before I'm doing some running reps. Uh, so, you know, I might do a set of burpees or squats or something at the track, and then so I'll do, say, I don't know, 20 touch jumps, and then I might go into a mile repeat. Do another 20 tap jump so you're getting you're getting that loading, so you're getting the fatigued running, but you're also getting some strength work in there as well. Um, so in season, that's what I do with myself and what I do with a number of my athletes. When you're in your off season, um, what I, then I do often get guys to go to the gym for a bit of variety. It's often winter time, and they can do some slightly more specific work. But for your typical age grouper, trying to do two or three gym sessions a week as well as all your other training, is just not an efficient use of your time. So I encourage most of them to try to incorporate that um, into another session so you're not doing another standalone session. For the pro athletes, different story again. They're off there, you know, they've got time in their days to do go to the gym and do really specific work. But for the working top eight or for any sort of age group, it's very, very challenging unless you've got a very flexible job or... Well, I, I think the thing is, as well, is that I do think there's very
0: in strength training. Totally. You know, it's so important, especially your core and, and legs and stuff like that, and even for the arms for um for you know the upper body for swimming. But I think you 've got to think of it not as a gym workout. I think you 've got to think, okay well, what are the key exercises I need to get in for the movements that i 'm doing that 's mm. going to help strengthen my body to prevent injury and to make me a stronger athlete then what you know how much do I actually need to do like, like you can do fifteen minute sessions you know you, if you can get a trX at home, um, which is an ex, like a suspension band i 've got a trx and I use it at home and it 's like um, you can get something like that, and you know, you can when you've just got an easy day, you can you know, fifteen to twenty minute session, and just doing four or five key exercises, which are going to really strengthen, you know, the core region, you know, the areas that need to be strengthened for triathlon. So I think when people think about doing strength work, they think, oh, I need to gym. go to the gym, yeah. and you know, I need to get big yeah. weights in, and I need to do this, but you can do a lot of um, body movement, you know, yeah. body resistance movements, Swiss ball, work. yeah, all that kind of stuff. And so it's like <clears throat> when you think about adding strength to your workout don't think traditional gym workouts, don't mm-hmm. think I go, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to do heaps of squats, and I'm going to you know power cleans and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, if we look at triathlon, <clears throat> you've got your A exercises, your B and your C, like obviously you want to swim bike run. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're going to always kind of come first and then you want to get some flexibility and some strength work in. But what happens with triathletes is we get so fatigued from swim bike running mm-hmm. that those other things often kind of are in the back of our mind of doing it, but we don't do it. And I think that if you can learn to go, well, actually... I just need to do a 15 minute strength work which I can do from home get some dumbbells and like a TRX or something like that then I can be successful with it and so I really think you know think of adding it in but add it in a way that really does work for the way your life works
1: and so I think that's what you find with most coaches is they'll say (coughs) yes strength work is really important it's just how you fit it in so again you can do like reps with your, your biking and with your running and you can structure them away you know we talked to Gordo you know talking about doing big gear work on the bike and like doing a whole ride in your big gear getting out of your seat doing standing work so there's lots of different ways you can do strength work so strength work's important it's just how you incorporate it into your program that's um that's the tricky part and making it an efficient use of your time
0: Okay, Andrew Taylor actually sent through uh, an email and it was was kind of a a strange one so I thought I'd chuck it out there and it it was more if other people have got it. You sent me an email about something else so you just chucked this at the end. Um, I'd like to create some feedback from yourself or John in excessive blood creatine kinesis uh, levels following races. A day after my first Ironman I felt like I had flu symptoms, felt like Shit, basically. Uh, major night sweats and weird taste in my mouth. It slowly went away after a few days, but resurfaced after hard training sessions. After my second half, it happened again. After getting blood testing, we discovered that I had CK levels of 4,900 when the normal range is up to 200. Whoa, that's massive. Since then, I have pre- and post-bloods uh, for each event. The normal effect of a race is that I get butter levels around 2,500 post-race, certainly better than my first, and it gets back to normal with a range of around two weeks. I've been referred to Deb Robinson, who's a, Robson, who's a great doctor at sports Med and she's unsure of what is going on. It's confirmed I'm a freak. But, but he's basically, have we heard of this before? And to be honest, I hadn't. No, if anybody else has. I mean, yeah, maybe just so give we'll us see. some
1: feedback, so maybe help Andrew out and, you know, if you've had some... Excessive so blood creatine kinase, kinase, kinase levels. Yeah,
0: so, um, yeah, just let us know, because I don't know much about it, to be honest. Um, Carl Coleman. Yeah. He's, uh, he's saying, he's, he, you know, this polio... A paleo diet kind of stuff, mm-hmm. really big. And he's saying there's a guy called Mark Sissons,
1: who I think was an Iron Man champ. Yeah, no, yeah, we, no he's, he was very, very good Iron Man. Um, don't know if he, he didn't win Kona or anything, but uh, he's, he was certainly good.
0: So he's got a, a really good website
1: on it, and it's uh, I, I checked it out. It was, Mark'sDailyApple.com. Yeah, and he's, uh, he's doing pretty good work. So on the nutrition side of things, so what we're doing with this, you know, last week um, was it the week Two before weeks? we had. Um, Bob Sibeharo talking about metabolic efficiency, which was uh, for a lot of people, you know, sounded fantastic and marvelous. And I've uh, just started reading his books, so and, um, and I'm going to start trying a few things and trying a few things with athletes. I typically don't try things with athletes until I've tested them myself, but at the moment, can't even ride a bike. So, um, yeah. what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to sort of get a, a few a broad base of opinion so you can all judge this because all of a sudden you get these things and you think, oh, I'm on it, I've got to do all this. Yeah, um, yeah. So one, one week we have him talking about, you know, um, she's very much the carbohydrate side of things and she's raced incredibly well on yeah. carbohydrates and she doesn't fade, you know. when I've I've yeah, she's the, a nutritionist, she knows the stuff. So there's that angle there and that's sort of more the traditional angle. Bob's bringing a different angle there. So what I've done is I've arranged to get... Um, Lauren Koldan who's the author of who's one of the world leaders in the paleo diet which a lot of this stuff sort of centres around so he's coming on at the end of May and then what I also want to do is try to get somebody else on and if anybody knows ask Uh, uh he's with the I think the Birmingham Tri Club. So, you yeah, know, I actually oh, put it in here, didn't I? I think I did. If anybody knows him, um, if, if you can have a chat to him, and see if we can get him, because I'd like him to come on the end, or somebody like him to sort of round it all off. And because uh, he did a great interview once on Competitor Radio, uh, which was which is all all about how much he can. The mountains are ascending through yeah. So, um, we're going to try to just tie it all together, so you don't just get a. a an imbalanced opinion on things, yeah, because like we, we you know, we,
0: like admittedly, I didn't know much about what's happening with this primal kind of stuff, so it's kind of um, it, it you know, like this stuff will work for some people, and won't work for others, totally. you know, and it's kind of like I think we need to show both sides of the coin so you guys can decide to do your research and you know,
1: so the coaching, you know, we get Brett Sutton on, he shows one method successful, I've got my method doing it, and I have yep. awesome results. And then we get Melina on, he
0: goes, Actually, I don't agree with all that, you yeah. know, so it's kind of there is different theories, so we just want to show a a bipartisan, no, not bipartisan.
1: Balanced view Balanced view.
0: Okay, uh, so one other thing he did say, but he's loving congratulations on five years. Thanks, Carl. Nice. But, but changed my bloody nickname. What was it? Eerie Fairy. Well, I, I, there must have been a good reason why he, he got it. Yeah, well, I, you named it. And yeah. he doesn't like it, John, and he wants it changed. So I think what we should do is we should put this to the audience.
1: Why don't we call them Primal? You're using the word Primal? Carl Primal Kul- Coleman. He's talking about the paleo diet. And he's got the a as in prim- name.
0: Yeah. Primal Scream. Okay. Primal Scream. Okay. Carl Primal Scream. Email me, Carl, and check my, oh, I'll put him, Wait a second. More work for me. Don't worry. I'll do it. <laughs> Carl nickname on website. Name. Okay. Primal Scream. Okay. there we go.
1: Primal- Nobody else out there has got a nickname they don't like. You can't email them. We're not going to change them all. So why do we do it for him? He sent in some some content. Okay. He sent in a bit of content okay. in the past. You're lucky, as well. Carl. You're lucky. No one I'm to in do a good it. mood today, Carl. Oh, I thought you weren't. Yeah, well. <laughs> it fluctuates. My
0: hormones are all out yeah, of balance. My hormones right? are out of balance. Anything else? And then there's just John about that other thing. Okay. Then
1: John's rant of the week. Right. So. Saturday, I'm still milking things, we've been out, we've been <laughs> yeah, out somewhere, right. got home, um, just thought, right, what's on TV Saturday? Because you, you knew watch, you could milk watching sport all day, watching didn't sport, you? You had control thinking. of the channels. Right, let's have a quick look here. Oh, Singapore 70.3. Oh, woo Wow, boom. But oh. you knew Pete Jacobs was going to win it? Yeah, Blunder says, who's going to win it? Who's going to win it? I said, watch it if you want to know. Because um, <laughs> so, you were angry because
0: you bought an iTunes voucher? <laughs> yes,
1: so I'm sitting there um, watching it, and... Uh, there's one, there's two commentators. One's um, good, sort of knows what he's talking about. The other one's sort of your guy on there who doesn't really know what he's talking about. And that's what was frustrating me. It's like they're obviously paying good money. It's a sponsored event. They're obviously distributing this coverage worldwide. And this guy is a monkey, and it was really frustrating me because on the bike it was uh, I think it must have been either two or three laps. Yep. Pretty flat, so it's a bit of bunch bunch riding going on. But then on the like the second or third lap, you know, the top guys were going past age groupers like they were standing still. And so this guy, this commentator, is going, ah. Oh, Patrick Byrne is just killing these guys out here. He's just going straight past them, and they just like they're standing still. He's just killing them. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, you are just an idiot. <laughs> oh,
0: he <we laughs> probably listens to the show. <laughs> no,
1: I'm like, surely. I mean, he was just going past age group. No disrespect to the age groupers. Yeah, but, but he's, he's, he's got a blitz surely. past an age group. Yeah, even you, you're you're a broadcasting professional. You've been in there. I know it's not an easy job. I know. You know, it, it is a such tricky homework. job.
0: No, but your job is, like, I think what you have is you have the, the feeder man, you have, you know, like, if you and I, I think we work quite well as commentators because I'm the hype guy, yep. and you are come in as, as the wise guy. Sure. But you also want the hype guy to have a basic understanding of what's happening. So, you know, like, the hype guy wouldn't, I wouldn't go, you know, I'd go to people, he's passing age group, but, you know, like, you'd, you'd the, the job is to educate the audience and create yep. an amazing experience around what they're seeing. And so I'll help him create, you know, that. Energy around it, I suppose, and so, yeah, you, you don't want to be dumb in the way you're commentating it.
1: So it was, uh, that was that was my little rant. That ruined the get, experience of that race for you. Yeah, did that it. The other guy was great, um, and as you said, I, I know how the relationship should work on there, but surely you can tell when you're going past somebody who's just sit, sitting up on the handlebars, just cruising along at like 30 k an hour. It's not another pro that he's passing. But anyway, and, and, and you're going to tell me off. Bevan wasn't wearing his helmet again <laughs> do you know, scold people Do, do you do do know
0: what was funny about it? I, I always wear my helmet But what happened was I'd say it chose And I put my bike in the car mm. And forgot the helmet And I had my running group So I just Just rode You know And footpaths Around my local area And then I saw Belinda running down the road And she was running quite fast I was mm. impressed with her running she speed She runs too fast
1: Oh does she? Yeah What's wrong with that? It was fine But she gets keeps getting injured Because she runs too fast Well it doesn't build up Yeah
0: Uh well, she was running fast I was yeah. pretty impressed And I thought Oh there's Belinda And she was kind of In her little world By herself yeah. And I thought I'll give her a wave And you know I'd say hello yeah. So you Hey Belinda And she just turns around And she goes No helmet <laughs> <laughs> And I was like "Wow, can like, her, well, right? <laughs> like, her well. She didn't even like Smile Give me nothing Just no helmet And I thought, like, I'm <laughs> sorry
1: <laughs> There you go. So geez, This is a newsome household I tell you It's my helmet Thomas is now riding his bike I took a little clip on my, on my phone of him riding his bike. I should oh. put it up on the website. Has he um? Is he able to
0: do two wheels by himself yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow! So he's, oh, that's a big step. Yeah, yeah, we got rid of the training wheels. Wow! How time. old is he? Four. Oh, that's about right, isn't it? Yeah. About four or five. Yep, yeah, yeah. It's quite did
1: you? It's quite exciting. He's not, not steadiest, but he's okay.
0: No, but it comes real quick mm. once they learn what to do with their feet. That's the key, mm. you know, you're putting it down and yeah. putting it on straight away. Oh, that's
1: exciting! Did you hold the bike and above my head and go woo? You're a champion, yeah. No, he's good. We we we're gonna try we to go most weeks now. Oh, that's very good.
0: Are you kidding me? Talking technique, one leg drills and stuff. Yes,
1: yes, totally. <laughs> Get him straight into it from the start. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay so John. There's one other link that we'll put up on the website. What's it very about? nice. Uh, oh, story. A yeah. uh,
0: lady. Let's give her some love. Give, give us some love. Someone sent it through as an age group of the week. We're obviously not doing that, but we're
1: gonna give her some love anyway. So there was a race on which we're gonna talk about in a Florida. Night. Florida. Uh, and this is on foxsports.com.au Australia So Tessa McCoy, 37 was near the end of the bicycle portion at the Mighty Triathlon in St. Petersburg, Florida on Sunday when she saw two police officers tending to another rider um, McCoy, a cardiac nurse rode over to the man, office, to the man and officers and thought they might be having a seizure. She checked his pulse and did not find one. He was not looking good, she said. She performed CPR and asked for a defibrillator, um, which one of the officers had in his car, and then as soon as we shopped and we came to, McCoy then went on and completed the bicycle portion of the triathlon. That's nice very work. nice. Yeah. So, Tessa McCoy.
0: We're going to call it age group of because we didn't have one this week. Yeah,
1: you are our uh, age, age group, group of the, of the week.
0: work, Tessa, that's bloody brilliant. Putting yourself second, mm. but then going on to be a champion. That's right. Champion oh. never other ways, John. Mm. Sponsors... Athletics.com. Tell everyone what you're wearing. Coffeesofwire.com. Just get turning up to your
1: door. And Extreme Endurance. same with Extreme Endurance. Okay, John, what you got? Bike jerseys.
0: Oh, bike jerseys, yes. And let's talk Facebook. I always like talking Facebook. Yep, so
1: end of this uh, week, I'll be putting in a bike jersey order. So if you want one, get on it pretty quick. And uh, we're away with that.
0: Okay, Um, well, on on our Facebook page this week, good old Joel Stargazer. Um, Gorham she's basically put her name in her Starbook profile I mean Facebook profile right so anyone in the world who doesn't have a friend they go stargazer, what's all that about
1: well it's because she's sitting on that couch looking on that, that, that bench oh she even got the list. photo well, that's why I, that's why I did it because she's looking up that's why I gave her the name because she's looking up there all dazed up at the sky
0: oh look okay. at it she loves it she yes. loves it so much. She's, she's actually got it potential by Depo as well, John. That's right. Okay, and so we've also got some questions if you want to get some questions for Lauren uh, card Cordan. Cordan. Um, and then we've got, oh, good old Norman White. Look at this finished photo, John. Showing off Des, Des and Troy, Troy the Finnish Man at the strong man competition in Japan. so nice. So love that one. And then Nemo, Helen Nemo. Now we call her Dory and she's saying, she goes, it oh, actually makes a lot of sense and I say, well, why is that? She goes, well, uh, Nemo Dory Branch well, first, as you can see in my pic, I'm a girl, and Nemo is actually a nickname I was given by my friends five years ago. I am not an all a good swimmer, and the swim nearly kicked me out of a triathlon altogether. DMF twice because of it. I finally got through by singing, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming. The way Dory does in the movie, and to help Melvin swim deep into the go- <laughs> oh, to get into his goggles. Anyway, I'm also pretty small, and so somehow when the word got around about my mantra, the nickname Nemo stuck. Three Ironmans later, I think I can say I've gotten the swim thing under control. Love your work there. Nice. And there we go. I think that's pretty much Facebook this week. So if you want to go onto our Facebook page,
1: it's like Facebook? um, At the weekend... As you know, I don't watch a lot of uh, movies and stuff like that. But Did I you watch, watch a Facebook the movie? social network. Yeah, it was quite a good movie, wasn't it? It doesn't make the guy who started Facebook look very good. No, it doesn't, <laughs> eh? But
0: he's worth about $100 billion right now. Yeah. No, but, but apparently the movie's been very good for him because he was um, renowned, because Tech's kind of something I'm interested in, he's kind of renowned as being an awkward character, and because the movie was putting this bad kind of PR about him, they kind of put him out in the public more, mm. and he's become more socially skilled through this time. And so, actually, since that movie, he's... You know, not that I know the guy but the um, word is that he's actually become a lot more socially skilled mm.
1: interesting, it's, mm. an interesting movie.
0: It's, it's an interesting time we live in isn't it you know if you look back to you know 30 years ago most money was old money from industrial really you know right. whereas now you've got this guy who's 28 mm. and he's must be in the top 20 richest people in the world yeah. and I, th- he's, I think he's over or it's, he owns billions and billions of dollars they, they value Facebook at 100 billion dollars now mm. you know and 28 mm. Like, that's younger than us, John.
1: That's right.
0: But also the impact you're having on the world.
1: It's, it's going places. It's going places, John. Okay, John, what's your goss? What's my goss? So I'm going to try running again today. Good, got your Excited speedos on. That. Those on for speedos are tight, aren't they? Oh, good, they're good. You're yeah. yeah,
0: wearing them to the pool and you hope you don't see any chick you like. Yes, it's, right. Just Because it makes you look a little bit... <laughs>
1: Other than that, uh, this weekend is the Rise Up Team Challenge. Bevan, are you ready to do your commentary. Yeah, what time is it? Uh, first race at 10 o'clock. Okay, yep. Kids race at 10, Where is it? race at 11, at Ruapuna. Oh, Ruapuna! Ruapuna. Oh, nice. So Where's Ruapuna? It's at Ruapuna. Yeah, where is Ruapuna? Uh, and Ruapuna? Templeton. Okay. okay. If yep. you're biking there, you would need to... I'll so it, it's, yep. it's, it's, When do I need to be there? Uh, about 9.30. Okay. I'm in. So, not quite as big as I'd hope. Probably going to have 150, 200 people, so it's Good. still... Yeah, it's accepted it's at my lower level of acceptable. So if anybody in Christchurch is there, shame on you if you're not doing it. It's still time to enter. Good. Um or come and help out. So for the good of Christchurch. Good of Christchurch. And other than that, one thing that we did with the weekend with the kids is uh went for a good walk and we walked up Huntsbury Hill and we did two hundred and fifteen steps behind uh and Martin School. That's actually secret pathway. Oh secret pathway. really? Yeah it goes um, up Huntsbury Hill around the back top. So our kids are becoming good little athletic machines mm, I've told her for a walk last night actually said we're going for a
0: walk babe she goes okay dad so we went for a walk so it's good mm. um, any other goss
1: no other goss All what's right. happening in your world oh, see I don't really have any good stories this week see, the vasectomy was there's my highlight that, 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 well I don't know if it's a highlight <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a that, low light it's de- definitely the high point dominating my week
0: <laughs> uh, what's been happening no what's been
1: happening um... we need people to come to Christchurch come to Christchurch I was thinking the other day if, you, if you're in New Zealand and you want to see some interesting stuff, come to Christchurch. Just see the destruction in town because it is pretty interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obviously not very nice at all, but uh, you'll never see it again, and well you hopefully never see it again, in New Zealand. But there's just devastation everywhere. So oh, 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 oh I
0: went to the movies the other night. Yeah, by myself. Nice. Do you want to go to the movies by yourself?
1: Uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah. I used to do it in Hong Kong, but that was because I. That's what
0: you did because yeah. there's no one else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit of bit of no friends the other night because my mate had his kids so he didn't want to go out, and then my other mates were doing things and then Joe had gone out for dinner with friends and I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'm not going to sit at home night and sit there and I feel sorry for myself. So I caught, because
1: I own a car. You own a car now? No, I don't own a car. You don't own
0: a car. So I, I caught the bus. Nice. Yeah, nice. and I caught the bus, and when I was at the bus stop, there's these two young dudes, so probably about 17, 18, and one of them had a guitar. Mm-hmm. And so I got chatting to them, and the bus didn't come for like 20 minutes, and so I was no. having, just having a chat to these boys about guitar, because I play guitar, and we're yeah. talking about the old days, and they're going to go get stoned and play the guitar for these nice. two hours. And so yeah, it, was, it was a good time. And so I become quite friendly with the young fellas. When I saw a sort of source code, you probably went Jake Gillenhole. Mm. No, you probably mm. haven't heard of it. No, it was. I was expecting better. It was okay. Right. It wasn't bad. It was just I. I, had, three, I was three stars out of five. Yeah, right. I would say probably three and a half. Right. I, just, I thought it was going to be really good. I'd heard good things about it, and it was an interesting concept. But it they didn't really make it that much of a mystery for you, which I was hoping would be more of a mystery. But that was okay. And then I went, but I did do well because then I went round to Joe's friend's house because I are having dinner with the girls. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say something else then, but yep, yeah, carry no, on. No, and then <laughs> I walked in for dessert. Uh, so I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, right. This weekend coming up,
1: um, i to help out the race. Yes. Um, free sausage sizzle. Oh, really? In that case, thank you to the Hawke's Bay Triathlon and Multisport Sport Club for that. They they did it. Must have done some little event and they've donated some money to the Canterbury Triathlon Club. And that was like 350 bucks. So I was like, what do we do with 350 bucks? So each of our events now we're going to have sausage, free sausage sizzle because that's going to be giving back to everybody in Christchurch suffering.
0: Nice. It's got got two new flatmates moving in.
1: Okay. Yeah, two ladies, first time I've lived with two girls, could that be a bad thing, John? Well, they might not think it's such a great thing when we start recording the show at 6.30am on uh, Tuesday morning and start yeah, waking them point, up.
0: John. Yeah, that's a good point, John, it is a mm. good point. We will have
1: to go a little bit later. Mm.
0: <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Anyway, we ran, ran, ran. We didn't have any good finish stories this week, did we? No. Mm. we started strong strong uh, through the, the middle middle section I think was our strong point we pointers, didn't get right, our yeah. metabolic
1: efficiency right and we started running yeah, out of energy towards the end towards the end we needed some high sugar glucose mm. it's a stamped drink we're not even this drink again we need our water back yeah we need our water we need that chlorine back in our life yes. I
0: just can't think of anything funny that's happened to me this week Been for a bike ride right I'll tell you one was thing funny no but Kayan Kay- 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 West who's that singer who won the Oscars and the awards so don't know, but his album is awesome to train to. Right. Yeah, man. It was I, was I was pumping along. I was just down with it. Man, I was doing some I was doing some speed reps yesterday. Five on, five off for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, I put his song in I was fun. Man, it felt good. Iron oh yeah, Rusts. I mean no. Trainard. Trace of Kia, Kia kaha. kaha.